Welcome to the third episode of the Falcon FC podcast. On this month's show, Lewis and I are joined by first team players William Henderson and Paul Watson. We discuss the season so far, the club's ambitions for the remainder of the season, their reasons for both joining the club for a second spell and how both have dealt with their recent injury issues, plus much more. If you enjoy this episode of the podcast, please subscribe on your chosen podcast platform to make sure that you get each and every episode straight to your device as soon as they're released. Now, here is Paul Watson and Liam Henderson. Liam, Paul, thanks for doing the podcast. No problem. How are you both doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm good as well. Yeah. Really good. How's the, how's the start of the season been? <sighs> uh, up and down. Myself, personally, I'm uh, not great being injured, trying to get back fit, but the boys have done well, three games. Obviously, last Saturday was a, a bad game, um, but for that, it's been good. A bit different for myself, because obviously injured long term, but um, no, it's been frustrating for me, but slowly but surely getting there, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just it's more of a mental challenge than physical, it's just every single day, it's, Small progress, do you know what I mean? You don't notice how far you've came till you look back, but at the time, you don't see much progress if that makes sense. Yeah, but in terms of the team, I think it's been really good. New, new, new management in, <coughs> I think they've they've both done really well. Experienced twosome, uh, <laughs> good characters as well, and I think they've signed well with the boys they bring in. Good characters, and um, we've been a bit up and down, but boy, I would say overall on the pitch, it's been it's been positive, minus a Hopefully a blip at the weekend. Yeah. So what's kind of been a big change since Paul and John have come in? Um, I was only in a small time before the last management, but I would just say they've came in and it's a lot of organisation in terms of a lot of video and getting their message across that way. Um, but I've not been on the pitch, so Liam, I think you tell us about that. Do you think, well, just to go a little deeper on that one, do you <coughs> think the mentality has changed at all from last year like around um, the squad and the club in general it's hard to say I think there's different characters in the building now which I think helps massively uh, I wouldn't say anyone didn't try hard or in the previous regime like player wise as well but I think the way the club's been the last couple of years just maybe needed needed the right people to come in and I think with John and Paul they've got that and uh, like I say the, the signings they've made they're big characters and that, that definitely helps you on the pitch how do you think the the squad are, are reacting then to this, the kind of new methods of the, the new management team? Well, it looks good, especially at home. I think we've been really good at home. Um, but just a couple of the Airdrie away and Kelty away were difficult games. But, you know, I think we're slowly turning this place back into a fortress like it used to be. And, you know, that's something the manager's big on. So that's good to see. You guys have both been here before. Have you noticed a difference with the supporters this year? And the last time I was here, I was I was a young boy, um, trying to break through into the first team, um, so I was wasn't really playing on the pitch, um, so it's it's different for me playing as well, um, just need to keep playing and get back on the pitch. And the fans have been good that I've like so far that I've been watching and um, and being involved in. So yeah. Can I just say, it just now it makes me feel so old to hear you say, <laughs> I was just a young boy last uh, time I was here. Well, I think I was 20, 21, I think it was, and then obviously Houston. How many games you play? I didn't play any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Houston and Madonna were, were really good with me, and then obviously the change that happened when Hartley came in, and obviously you know what happened there. I don't really need, need to go into that, um, but it's much different now, isn't it? So, 
How does it feel for you at the start of the season, Liam? Because the manager said that at one point we were talking, he said you'd had a, a frustrating time because you'd been a, had a, a sending off in, in one game and, and then an injury when you, you came back in the, in the Bonnie Rig game. How does it uh, feel so far? It's been frustrating. Um, not the start that I've wanted, um, but I just need to get on with it and forget about it and get back fit and, and help the team win games. That's, that's why I'm here, isn't it? So just need to put it in the past and, and move on from that. The manager's always mentioned about yourself that you're versatile. You can play everywhere, basically. Yeah. Where do you see yourself fitting in the team? At centre-back. Centre back. Um, yeah. Obviously, the last last year I was at Arbroath, I was playing left-mid, centre-mid, left-back, centre-half. So, it, it could work against you being versatile because I can always play different positions so the manager can see me playing different... But sometimes if I'm not playing in the right position, then it can... The team can obviously lose out on that if I'm not playing well, blah blah blah. But I think the, the manager were meant to play centre half um, and try and tighten up the defence and, and do well. Paul, can you talk us through your injury and specifically yeah. how the recovery is going? Um, so I fully ruptured my ACL, which is the anterior cruciate ligament. <coughs> it was just in training on the Friday before we played Montrose. Just like a freak injury, really. Went to turn, planted my foot, and my foot got stuck in the Astro. And as I've turned, I got slight contact in the back and my, my knee just basically bounced in. Really sore to start with. Initially, um, like the pain, really bad. And the boys thought I was joking. So a few... They were laughing at me. I think, um, I'll name him Leon. Um, <laughs> he did swearing in his louder. No. No. Um, <laughs> he told me to get up you... Along those lines. Yeah. Not very polite. Because they thought I was joking, but... I then like pencil rolled off, like kind of grabbing the sort of with my hand, and then and Kenny quickly realised that it was it wasn't a joke, and he went and got the, the Rachel the physio, um, and she came and looked at me, and the pain went away. It was so weird. I thought I've overreacted here, like panicking a bit, thinking, oh no. But I've, I walked inside, and we got the initial testing done, and we thought it was just maybe like meniscal damage in your knee, yep. which is about six weeks. So I thought I'll definitely take that if that's the case, because it was with the initial pain. Um, but then we got the scan and the results came through pretty quickly it was fully ruptured which I, I got to for any, any player but um, yeah so that happened and then under got, got the surgery um, and now it's just about rehab really getting it back When we spoke once in the passing briefly maybe about three, four weeks ago yeah. you mentioned you'd had a second op like a little tidy up as well That's right yeah um, Believe that all went really well? Went really well yeah because the first op was a success, but I just struggled with the full extension, the full extension of my, my leg, so it's just getting it straight, basically. Um, it was just getting blocked, so they just had to go back in, and there was a lot of scar tissue and a few other things just blocking it, so it didn't set me back timescale-wise, but it was needed to be done, so it's good to get that, and um, yeah, it was good. The, the club were brilliant with me with that, so got that tidied up, and now it's really, really accelerating forward now. I guess the the, the key question, um, when can the fans expect you back? Um, <laughs> it's difficult. I'm aiming for around about de December time, but it, that's just dependent on how things go. Of course. It yeah. might be before, that might be after. It's just touch wood that everything goes smoothly from here because you get setbacks along the way and it's frustrating, but yep. fingers crossed it's just a, it's plain sailing for me. Well, one question, I guess, to, to both of you, and Colin kind of alluded to it earlier on, was... Um, 
how do you cope with the recovery process? Because everything you've just said, mm-hmm. it's all about the physical side of things. The operation was a success. The tidy up op was a success. You're building up the strength, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. How do you cope with it from like a mental perspective? Because if your job is literally going out and playing football every day, yeah. and you can't do that, how does that feel? It's it is hard. Eh? difficult right, especially when you're, you're you're flying on your rehab so say you're two or three weeks in you're doing really well you don't see anything any pain or anything like that and then you do one certain movement or one run and then you're like oh no nah, I'm not quite there yet and it's like in your head you're like oh no I'm not four or five <coughs> weeks away so it is difficult you need to get a, right, a good mindset and especially if you've got boys around you and the team as well that can keep like you're going to you'll be fine you'll, you'll get back soon it does help like I spoke to a lot of people I know a lot of boys in the game that have had the same injury so I spoke to them and they were all brilliant with me but they all just said the same thing really which is it's the mental side of it that's the toughest part because it's just kind of you battling with yourself um, which is difficult so I just kind of prepared myself for that And um, but it is tough because you're up in that gym yourself sometimes and it's just you see the boys training eh? uh, you see the boys outside and you want to be there and there is days where you, you can't be at it every single day of course that's just like the human nature of it so some days you go up there and you just you you don't want to. Be, you don't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? You've just not got the the energy or the, the I willpower tend to, call to do that it. Monday to Sunday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, some days you get that, and you write them off, and just hopefully they don't come around a lot. To be honest. How close are you able to be the team when you're out injured? Are you able to? Yeah, you do feel away for a wee bit. You do. Are you right. kind of? You're not in the team. Are you in the team meetings and things like that? Thankfully not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they, last, they last a long time, so yeah. I managed to get myself out of them. Yeah. Um, was pretty happy with that. Yeah, especially when we're training little cares as well. So the boys are not on the pitch, so you don't even see the training. So it's like you are away from it. So it is. It is hard as well. <clears throat> I think it depends what character you're as well. Like it doesn't. I don't get too affected by it because when they come back, I can still interact mm. and have a laugh and joke about. But I would guess maybe a younger player or. Uh, somebody that's a bit quieter might might struggle with it. Uh, so you need to make sure that everyone's all right. What's the, the kind of feeling in the squad at the moment after the first six games of the season? Promotion, still winning the league. Yeah, that's got to be the aim. Um, you know, we've made that pretty clear. It's a tough league, but that's the, everyone's confident, and we want to get promoted, and that's still the still the main aim. Like you see by the, the defeat on Saturday, like it did hurt a lot of boys because. That's not in the plan, is it? So, just need to bounce back from it on Saturday and get three points. Mentally, do you take that kind of thing home with you, a defeat? Personally, I do. I, I'm, I overthink quite a lot. I, so, like, I'll analyse my game even. Like, we get a thing called huddle, so you can watch back your clips and stuff. So, I'm like watching it the weekend. That's my weekend round. Like, just watching it, thinking, why did I not do that? Why did I do that? Um, just that's how I am but some boys might be different some boys can maybe brush it under the carpet and move on again um, that's just how I am but like some people might be different I try. I used to be worse when I was younger <clears> but <throat> as I've got older I've kind of just learned to pack it and not take it home um, as I said just as, as, when I was younger it was really bad just you know ruined the full weekend yeah. and yeah. you couldn't really get over it overthinking everything but as I've got older I just learned to forget about it when I go home and then you come in Monday anyway to analyse it so you'll be back in it then anyway I was uh, after the game Saturday went back obviously thought about it just chilled and then my dad texted me on the Sunday he's like we'll go for some lunch he was at the game 
So I was like, right, okay, went for lunch, and that's all we spoke about was football. I was like, Dad, come on, like, let's try and forget about it. And he was like, so we chat away, about something else, and he go, oh, what was that? I was like, Dad, come on, like, give, give me a chance, man. <laughs> is, is it easy when you guys come back into training then to just put the week behind you and then start focusing on the next game? Once you've got the analysis out of the way, is it out of your mind, or is it, is it hard to get it away? I think it depends what. It's just confidence, isn't it? So if you've had a, mm-hmm. a bad game, you know, it can, it can affect you going into training, but you need... That's and what I mean, you need right? to just park it and move on from it. The first training session back is like, you can get your system. Like today, like we had a really good training session, that's it. Move on, focus on now on Saturday, Aloha. You can't really do anything about it, so you just need to be in it, park it and move on. Learn from it. Just on the analysis point, uh, John had done a, and Paul had done a meeting with the FSS a month or so ago, and he ran through the video analysis that he did prior to the Hibs game. Mm-hmm. Which was quite detailed. Mm-hmm. It took about an hour, I think, for him to get through. But mm-hmm. he was wanted to go through. How how useful is that for you guys in training? And are you actively thinking about what he said while you're going to a game? A bit different well, for me because I've not. I'm not been training. Uh, it's different. It's like that's probably the most I've done as well. Like comparing to Abrof, like doing nothing like that at all. Um, it is, it is very detailed and it's really good because it does you see things differently from the video as in when you're on the pitch like you see differently he'll pause it and like, well, like what's happened to you why did you not do this or good play well done like so you see different parts of the game um, people can you can say pro and cons about everything can't you but it's accountability as well so if somebody's not doing the job yeah. you know, you're getting you're getting pointed out you can see why you've not done it and stuff it is good no it doesn't matter who you are as well it's the most senior player the youngest player if they're not pulling their weight in the pitch you'll see it in the video and then you've only got one option to learn from that or you're not going to play yeah. yeah is that again the culture manager track cover eight which is accountability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so yeah. I think so yeah. Yeah. I think we were two hours on Monday <laughs> thankfully I wasn't it Paul you mentioned earlier that <clears throat> the, the mentality is still thinking about promotion ideally winning the title yeah um, is is there still that belief in the squad in general that the title is still a possibility? Albeit it's it's a blip after Saturday, <coughs> but it's still yep. early days in the season. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. you need eighteen points a quarter to win the league. We're on ten with three games to go, so we're still on track for that. Yeah. Um, with fifteen we, points will get you the playoffs four, usually. What we four off the top? Uh, that's that's usually on the standard season anyway. So you know if we win win the next three, you get nineteen points, and then you're on track for it. So. It's still early days and we're on track. Liam, to what extent do you think the, the result against Queen of the South maybe answered a few critics? Because <clears throat> excuse me, some people said that the opening games of the season, we you know drew nil nil with Montrose from memory, mm-hmm. yeah. and and then we won't go too much detail about yeah. Airdrie, but mm-hmm. um that led to some fans questioning how would we do against some of the, the kind of better yeah. teams mm-hmm. in the division? So did that Queen of the South result give the guys a bit of belief that they... I think so, yeah. And the way we played as well, like, it was a comfortable one, wasn't it? And the way we played, they showed the football that the gaffer and trying to install on the team, which was really good. Um, like you said, it did give a bit of belief to the boys as well to say we can go and beat these teams in the league. Um, and we just need to keep doing that. Massive game on Saturday, Aloha, um, and then Dunfermline. So these are the games you want to play in. I think as well, going on the Queen of the South game, as good as we were first half, we thought this arguably the best we've played this year and then starting the second half pretty poorly and getting the setback conceding it was the reaction after yeah, that yeah. of not just kind of folding it, Yeah, we managed to rally and again that comes back to the characters that we've signed in the team kind of you know like Hendel, Cole, McGinn good good characters good players um, kind of steady everyone and then 
we went and got, got the third goal and won, and won the game. A few fans that I spoke to said something very similar. They mm. said that, with all due respect to previous regimes, they <coughs> felt that at the end of last season, had we gone through that same pattern, we would have lost that mm. game. Would you agree with that? I know that's been said quite a lot. A lot of people keep going back to last season, but in my opinion, it's that's last season, and we're not looking back now. We're just looking forward. So, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't see it that way. I know, I know, I know your point, and a lot of people have said it, but I just think let's move on and look forward to it. It's a positive, if nothing else, that fans are picking up on that. Mm -hmm. It must mean that the group this year's, if anything, more resilient. And yeah. you know that comes down in part to what you're saying about. It sounds like we have more than one leader in the dressing room. No, definitely, yeah. I think as well, the club has obviously been through a bad spell and there was a lot of them boys kind of had been in the squad last year that had been through that. And maybe it was just lack of confidence. So I think kind of the clear out was needed and um, the management have signed well now, getting them characters in the building. So, yeah, we're just all looking forward now. So the, the defensive line's been really fluid this year. Injuries, suspensions, instead of being out, you've been in an yeah. injury. How hard is that then to kind of build relationships with players when one day, one game you're in at centre back, the other game you have to move, and yeah. then you're out again? No, it's difficult. Um, obviously, for me, I've been in and out injuries. Um, Colin, Colin Saki, I've been doing well centre half. Leon's done really well. Um, Ryan was doing well until he got injured. So, just about getting that back forth, like, Staying in there and keep playing well and, and keeping a back four that's going to play consistent every week. Obviously, it doesn't work like that. Um, players get injured, players have bad games, stuff like that happens. Um, but so far, it's been good. Um, but like you say, there's been a few injuries and stuff, so it's just about getting the right back four in and, and keeping a good relationship with the back four. Come turn of the year, of course, with hopefully this man beside you back yeah. in action as well. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what extent is this competition? going to be healthy for everyone because yeah. suddenly you'll be talking about maybe four kind of recognised centre halves yeah. two or three left backs and you know even Ryan now has a bit of competition because mm -hmm. we've seen Finn fill mm -hmm. in there in recent games I think that's really healthy for the, the yeah, team and, and for the club um, even for players as well because you, sometimes you get complacent get a bit like oh I'm playing I'm going to be playing every week regardless of how I play um, but if you've got like Watson me Cole Saki Brad like we can all play there, like good players, so it's keeping your toes and making you play well every week. Yeah, because if you're not good. at it, you know you're going to be out, yeah. so you need to be. But it's only good for the team. Definitely. And you notice confidence starting to grow with the guys up front. The first couple of games of the season looked like goals were a struggle, but now mm -hmm. Calm's hitting goals, Wan's got goals, Gary's got a goal. There, there's, there's goals starting to come out of the team now. Is that just building and building now? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think once you get your first goal or two goals, it's just about consistency and doing it every week. Like I said to Cal at the start, I think he had a few chances. To, he could have had a hat-trick, double hat-trick in a few games, and I said to him, you'll score. Def just keep doing it. Even in training, like after training, just get a bag of balls and just go and keep shooting and you'll, you'll come. And you've seen that in the last few games. He's been, he's been scoring, and even for Gary and Juan, just confidence, like you said, it's confidence. See, as soon as you score, you get a bit of confidence, belief, like to go and take that touch and maybe instead of passing it, go and cover a shot. And that's what it is, it's confidence, isn't it? One of the things I've noticed in recent weeks, guys, is especially in the home games, <coughs> how much more the fans are engaging with the team on the pitch. Um, and, and the atmosphere in general for me has, has really improved in the last few games at home. How much are you guys aware of the crowd and reaction when you're on the pitch? Because some guys say, <laughs> you know, there could be an earthquake going on just mm. over the road and they wouldn't even notice and other guys are, are very aware. Yeah, you can definitely, well, 
for me, I've been in the stand with him watching the games of late. So I've noticed a difference with it. It's been, I think it's been brilliant this season for sure. Um, you know, my previous time at the club, we were, you know, the, the club was in a different place. It was really su successful. Um, so everything was well and good. You know, so it's easy to support then. And then coming back, obviously, it was a difficult from January to end of the season. Was a difficult spell. I think the fans were rightly to be annoyed and angry, however you want to put it. But in this season, I think they've backed as well. Uh, you look at the way games, the crowd that we've been taking, yeah. the support's been really good. So long may that continue and hopefully we keep performing well on the pitch. Yeah. It's, a massive, it's a massive difference when the crowd are behind you. So you definitely hear them. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you do hear them and it gives you a little bit of energy or a little bit more to go and do, like certain pass or go make a tackle when the crowd are behind you. It's definitely, you can definitely hear it. One thing you've both just mentioned there is coming back to the club. Mm -hmm. um, what made you guys want to come back to Falkirk? Um, Other than needing a job, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but no, for me, for me, obviously, once I left Falkirk, I, I went part-time, so I went to Australia and played and got found myself a job and stuff, so I was... Being I was a, only in Australia for a week. No, it was seven months. Yeah, what says this? Um, was sun, sunburn, was it? <laughs> Homesick a wee bit. He had some good jobs in Australia, but I don't have a job you can imagine. Come on, then. Some good job. You don't want to miss that. Right? <sighs> it could go on for a while. Just like. List a couple of jobs. I've done brick labouring, <laughs> I've done um, framework, I've done painting, decorating, uh, labouring, uh, waiter, coaching. I've done everything. What was your favourite one again? Subway? Oh, I actually became a, a surveyor for a day and the, and the, uh, the business went bust on my first day. <laughs> I actually phoned home, I was buzzing. Mum, I've got a job, like this, got this, this not commission-based salary, really happy with myself. Go out on the job for f four hours maybe. So the lunch break had happened, the manager came and picked us up for a lunch, gets in the car and he's like, yeah, guys, I've got a bit of bad news. I was like, oh, f must, must be something like, not that bad. Uh, the club, the... The businesses went bust, so you've all lost your jobs the first day. Yeah. Only so that you was, I know, that I know, Only me. I honestly have done every job you can imagine in Australia. But anyway, so I went part-time and my aim for myself was to go back full-time football. Like That's what I want to do, isn't it? Isn't it? So when the manager phoned me and, and we, I went and spoke to him and it was really detailed. We were there for about two hours. A couple so, offers so as well, didn't you? I had a few offers as well. So this was a, obviously it's a sleeping giant, like... I know what the club's all about, the fans, um, and that was really the, the, the pick for me was the size of the club and the way the gaffer wants to play. I helped get him in as well. Having been on that journey, like joking aside, but if you've had all those other jobs and there was the thought of, you know, remaining part-time and yeah. having yeah. work outside football, yeah. does that maybe make you appreciate more the chance to go back? Yeah, to definitely, yeah. Like, obviously when you're younger, at the time when I was full-time, you... You do take stuff for granted, like coming and training maybe a wee bit later, like not doing the gym, leaving training a bit earlier, like prior prioritizing stuff that you shouldn't really be doing. Whereas now, with when I've got the bit experience, where I've went part time, I know what it's like. Now I've back full time, I've got a chance. It's like full in now, but this is like locked in. So, no, definitely. <laughs> with me, the I um, I'd signed it obviously another club. No, not me. It's a blip. It's a minor blip in my life. Um, something happened there, which has been very much. I've never spoke about it, um, but very much a lot of rumours was involved, which aren't true. And I got battered on social media for this, um, and I just well wasn't meant to respond for legal reasons. But um, a manager 
who was the manager at, um, I need to be careful about this, I won't name him, because he, he never named me in a podcast he'd done. Okay. And basically went on this podcast and it was it could only have been me for the timeline that he said. Sure. So it was quite clearly me. So after that I got battered. Uh, but nothing happened. I think the podcast got taken down or something. So let's hope this doesn't get taken down. But um <laughs> I should probably shut up. Uh no, he he his he made the false accusations of what happened. He said I was sacked, I wasn't sacked. Um so they accused me of something that I didn't I didn't do. I denied it. Me and the manager didn't get on. Um, and then like they, they came to me with a pay-up offer. Obviously, I didn't want to be there after not being wanted, so yep. I agreed to pay up, and I left. And then, obviously, at that point, you start looking for a, a club. Was mm. there an interest elsewhere? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't then sign. This was in September. Was this the end, whole three clubs in a year thing? End of September, so I couldn't sign anywhere until a transfer window. Yep. So it needs to be within a transfer window, so I had to wait till January. So I just took the time to kind of, my head was a bit, obviously I was, wasn't best pleased at the time, just I went went away and just cleared my, my, my head really and then uh, started speaking to, to clubs and I found that it was, I actually quite enjoyed it because I've never been in that situation before, like I've just always been in season so um, I enjoyed the time off and then just was looking forward to what, what, what was to come and then spoke to a few clubs but I met Martin he spoke to me, and um, I'll be honest. I didn't think I was I would come back. Being honest, because um, you hear a lot of rumours outside. You know, what I mean, football's a small, yep. small, small world. So, uh, but after I met Martin, it was really good, really positive. Liked what he was saying, and then yeah, it happened pretty pretty quickly after that. So when you guys are looking at all these clubs and managers are speaking to you, what are the things you use? You're wearing up. Is it just your first team opportunities? Is it the size of the club? What What is it you're looking at? Personally, for me, um, was playing every week. Well, wasn't guaranteed playing every week, but was to try and play every week. And the way the gaffer wants to play, playing for the back, passing football was was a was a big thing for me, um, especially. For my age that I'm at, I need to try and be playing every week and try and improve. And I've seen the gaffer and, and, and uh, Paul, they've, they've progressed a lot of players in their time um, by working with them and I, and I thought that he would he would, he would would help me do that. So that was a big thing for me. The thing for me is, was just the ambition. Obviously, <coughs> ball kicking League One shouldn't be there. Um, so it was just to help get the club back into the championship and then can they take it from there. Yeah. Um, I don't think the club's had a promotion in 20... Odd years, 2005. Yep. Well, yeah, how many? One league in two thousand and eight, and Brockville, and then one again two years later. So yeah, so it's been a while for that promotion. So to to win the league would be huge. Um, you know, some some people don't don't get to do that in their career. So um, it'd be really good. I thought to be a part of that would be brilliant as well. That was a big thing he said as well. Wasn't trying to go for the league and get us out of this league. And <coughs> what was your season like with our growth? Because obviously you had experience last year of, let's be honest, chasing the title yeah. and, and with all due respect uh, to the, the you know, Bold, our <laughs> with all due respect to our growth, you know, I wouldn't have picked our growth as title contenders at the start of yeah. last season. So what, what was that like and how's that going to hopefully stand you in good stead for this year? Well, like you said, I got a lot of that before I signed, like, oh, you're going to be down the bottom, you're going to go down, like, get relegated and stuff and I was like, oh, well, <coughs> it's not the case, is it really? You just need to see how the season goes. To be fair, the, the, being honest, the pre-season we had, I was like, like this is this could be bad. 
Um, and then obviously we went into the season and like it just it was it was weird how it, how it went. The first game I was suspended from the season before, so I missed the first game. Um, and then I was right back in the week after against Ayr. And then from that game we just we just really kicked on and and it was more about the team spirit that we had. Um, and the club and the fans were really, really good. Like the numbers by the end of the season at, at, at Gayfield was was massive, and people used to say, "Oh, you, you're going to win the league," and we were like, we, nah, like, we we did think it as players, but you, you know when you never really, uh, say it too soon because yeah, you don't want to say it, yeah. no, so. You were underdogs all the time. As yeah, well, which I know, yeah. which which was good, and then obviously it went down to the Kamarnock game when we played at Kamarnock when we got beat two one. Um, Cragsy scored a, yeah, a goal, um, but finish. no, it was. Finish. It was brilliant. Just being involved with the, with the winning games and the, the team spirit we had, and everyone everyone went well. Everyone you can imagine went, was going really well. The club, like, it was just really good, um, and it was really good to be a part of that as well. Is it just momentum then? When aye, it was aye. Picks up? Just game like we we'd go into games like we were battering teams like the start of the season like Partick's and stuff. It was like like I remember a few of my mates came up to watch a game, and uh, we were in the car on the way back down the road and like. You've just beat Partick three 0 like three one, like full time teams. It's like you have to like, whoa, what have we done here? Like, mm-hmm. um, and then from then, like you just we used to go into games thinking we we're going to win this. Like it was just that confidence you had and momentum, like you say, it just carried us forward. It was tough to play against. I played against you that season early on. Yeah. You went three or four nil. I don't know. It was just horrible, just difficult. Obviously, I was in a different team then, and it was mm-hmm. a, we were wide open. Pretty bad, but he took me off that day, didn't he? He did. Uh, you actually done well. Uh. We were in two not at half time. I was playing centre mid. It goes. Oh. It, sorry. No, no, go on. Sorry, it goes into half time, and he's like, right, Henderson, off you come. And I was like, what? Because you try to bring the ball. I, I tried to. The ball came in there and next to the dugout, and I tried to like bring it down, and my touch wasn't great. And he took his bonnet off and chucked his bonnet on the ground. <laughs> came in at half time. He's like, right, off you come, son. I was like, what? We're in two not, like playing well. But that's just the way he was. Paul, not so much the end of your time at East End, but <coughs> how were your years away at Dundee United and Dunfermline in general? Uh, really good at uh, Dundee United, loved it. I uh, had to move through to uh, Dundee. And then here yeah, training at St Andrews every day, brilliant facility. Um, and we had a successful successful spell there, so it was, I loved every minute of it. And then went to Dunfermline, again under Stevie Crawford, and, and loved it, to be fair. But it was a strange time because it was COVID, so I think we under it, well... I think that group underachieved but I don't think Covid helped it because it was a really good group but we weren't in a dressing room we never had we couldn't get that good togetherness because it was hard to do it and I think that caught up with us towards the end of the season but nonetheless we still finished in the playoffs which I don't think they've done in, I think they've done it maybe once in the last 10 12 years so it was it was successful I think How did you adapt as well because a lot of the time the games I was looking at you seemed to play right back quite a few times at United as I, well I, so I, <laughs> I, when I started I was centre back scored I think scored two in my debut and then scored again I think I scored like three or four in five or six games so I was like confident um, flying and then two right backs got injured in one day in training and then so was I played was it by you? <laughs> <laughs> no and then so they said, "Oh, can you, you you need to play this." So I was happy with it. I uh, didn't mind. But then the manager got sacked, not by my performance, but uh, <laughs> he got sacked. And I just said to the guy that was intern, it was Laurie Ellis at the time. Um, I said, "I don't want to get stuck out there if a new manager comes in, because I want to play centre back." 
and he was like, no, no, that won't happen. Anyway, that happened. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but and then I ended up loving it, to be fair. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think that at the time, because I had to change, I, had, I needed, I lost a lot of weight and got a lot fitter to play fullback. But it helped me when I did eventually go back to centre-back. Because okay. I just felt, I felt a lot better physically. And, Sharper. Uh, I, I did, and it felt just, I don't know, just, it helped me a lot. Thinking about it, it must have been another former Falkirk player that you took over from, because was Stuart Murdoch not long away That's right, eh? fr- from that right-back slot? Uh, he was one of the ones that got injured on that, that Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, Stuart Murdoch played there, yeah. So, some quick fire wrap-up. Yeah, um, for both of us, or one of them. Right. So, first game you attended? Jeez. We even know. That was Hibs game, but I can't remember who they were playing with my dad. Bad well, memory, that for me. One of my earliest memories was the Falkirk Kilmarnock final at Ibrox. My granddad's a Falkirk fan, so he took me to that. And the, again, Kilmarnock's always a thorn in the side, isn't it? There was a 1 yeah. 0. But I always remember there was, I can't really remember much of the game, I can just remember Falkirk scored and it was offside, but it was onside. Sandy Roy, um, you shall not be good named. Good memory of that, eh? my, <laughs> my granddad speaks about that every time I see him. Nice. Every weird. time he comes here, he mentions it. The yeah. reason he probably it's still in the mind is when Sky Sports, long before the days of VAR here, yeah. do you remember when Sky Sports had the old the original red and blue line thing that yeah. they got Vaguely, in, yeah. and they used it for 10, 15 years? Um, they said, look, obviously refereeing decisions, if they go badly, can have a massive impact. They can even change the, the course of something like a cup final, as important as that. And lo and behold, the game they chose to prove that a player was onside was... Neil Oliver, 1997 against Kilmarnock. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're not still bitter about that at all, <laughs> as you can tell. I was only one then. Yeah. Uh, the, moving on. The, um, <laughs> the, um, my old man, my dad took me to watch Rangers train as well. When it was like just public parks, wasn't it? And they, I can just remember Big Amoruso running with a parachute on his back. An actual, <laughs> no, like, disrespecting him, but I had an actual parachute and just running. I had stuck in my head. Resistance. Yeah, but... Yeah, Rangers training that was that was a good good experience first professional goal you both scored Montrose away header remember Steny I played for Steny Steny at home against Cowden Beef I played for Libby yep Tybonera best player you've played with don't look at each other <laughs> no not allowed with aye with it's tough that oh wow it's interesting, eh? You can see the cogs going with a pair of them just now. <laughs> like a competitive game? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Have you played the Messi when it came on Junior? No. I wish. That's hard, that question, like. Okay, well, but, we'll come um, back to that in a second. Even Campo. But it was like reserve football. Okay, so that's different. I did not expect yeah. that. It's different, isn't it? Where he was, was Champions League winner. Where was that? Yeah, Switch. Yeah. As a kid, eh? He also got De Santos on loan. Which was strange. Maybe he was at Barcelona, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Giovanni. Good player. Uh, random, but decent. That, things I did not expect to hear today. Yeah. Ivan Campo <laughs> yeah. is Campo. the best player you've played with. One of them, yeah. Hendo, any idea? I one? can't try to think, I'm struggling. Well, how about we flip it around yeah. for a second, guys? Best player you've both played against? Oh. I've got a couple. Okay. We played at um, a reserves game for Hearts and. Um, Scott Brown, Lee Griffiths, and uh, Big B Tom was playing. I was playing certain mid and I couldn't get near both of them. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> against. Again, it was youth, younger days, 
good players that have went on to have good careers. So it was different. Always remember Danny Welbeck was a handful, and then there's there's. He just always stuck out at that time. Lo- he was loves name dropping this one. Fine, I'm gonna competitive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pass. I'll go with Welbeck. <laughs> Favorite game you played in? Oh, you go first. Well, when I scored my hat trick, um, Edinburgh City against Albion Rovers. Go for that. Scoring a double on my debut for United was good, mm-hmm. but also the the derbies were really good as well there. Uh, the Dundee Derby's enjoyed them. We never lost one, so that's probably why we were enjoyable. <laughs> but then, I've, as one thing I've said to the boys here is the the instant Dunfermline are, are really good. It should, it should be sold out, I'd imagine. Should be a healthy crowd, yep, yeah. Yeah, right, there. We'll sell that section out anyway. Hopefully, it'll be. A, it depends on how much of that stand we get. Yeah, that's true. But no, they their games their games to look forward to. Gutted, they'll be missing that one coming up, and you know, let, let the boys know about that. Any pre-match rituals? You'll probably have a few. <laughs> nah, I, I put my top on last before I go out to, to play, so I need to wait till everyone's put a top on and I put mine on. Don't know why, don't ask me why I do it. It's just been mm. since I've done for my career. I had more when I was younger, just not so much now. But if I'd done something and I played well, I'd try and repeat it. Mm, makes sense. I like going for a Nando's on a Friday. Rubbish. Cal <laughs> <laughs> Morris got Morris has got oh, he's, uh, he's got bad strangest rituals. Right, come on then, you can't leave us hanging like that. Come on. He goes for a haircut, sunbed. Haircut, haircut. I remember them. And haircut, sunbed, Nando's or a subway, or a subway, or maybe a subway. I don't know. But that's before a game, so on a Friday. So that in the time, so I, even ten minutes, <laughs> I heard about it. Can't he be talking every Friday? Every every. Remember when even on a, t- a Monday? So if remember when we do Monday. Remember with COVID, how you used to be playing three games a week. Yeah, yeah. He was three three times a week. <laughs> three haircuts <laughs> a week. Uh, three three some beds in between. Three Nando's. Oh, this is gold, boys. And Nando's. Three haircuts a week. The hairdresser must have been. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous, obviously. <laughs> you know. Strange from him. I guess finally, just to kind of wrap things up, guys. Um, the next couple of games, especially you've just mentioned a minute ago, Paul, the Derby creeping over the horizon, um, and some of the guys may not be uh, familiar with just how much that will mean to the fans, how much fans will judge everyone on that game and what yeah. it means to them. Um, but how important is the game against Alloa now? Because we really need to make sure that it's no more than a four-point gap going into that game, don't we? Definitely, no, definitely, yeah. yeah. It's massive, just get a bit... Confidence back from Saturday if, you, if people boys have lost that like it's a massive game like you say keep that gap closed um, going into Dunfermline like Watson was saying about the 18 points a quarter so we win these next three games we're right on track for that um, so Alloa's huge they're good to bounce back as well it'll be a good test actually Look, looking forward mm-hmm. to watching it good test of character to see where we're at um, after a you know a, a poor performance but we've done it so far this season we bounced back well was it three wins after Adrian? yep Um so hopefully we can do that again, yeah. It's going to be a tough test away though as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, sorry. It's, it's home. It's home. Sorry, it's going to get mixed up with that. But the, the Alaba game last time, sorry, when we had the away match, they were pretty tough to break down. Now, in all looking at their squad, there has been a couple of changes and they've lost a few guys that were on loan, but they have replaced with permanent signings. So how tough is that going to be? It's going to be hard. Like The gaffers, we've been working on even today in training, we've been working on stuff. Um, We'll, be, we'll continue to do that on Thursday and Friday um, to prepare as best we can for the game. Um, and then come 3 o'clock on Saturday, we just need to go and win the game by one goal, two goals, three goals. 
I'm looking forward to seeing what the team is on Saturday <laughs> after, after last week. So I'm pressure free. I can relax. No, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I think, well, guys, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Best of luck, Alan. And don't lose in two weeks, please. So, please don't. I'm banned from East End. Are you? I I generally am, so I'll need to see. You've listened to this. Smuggle myself in. Uh, Get the skies on. uh, You and me both, mate. (laughs) Maybe Coke Arms out there. There you go. That's a deal. Let's get me on. Let's get me on. (laughs) No, thank you, guys. Thank you for your time and best of luck. Thanks very much.